Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. I think that's a, I think that's a uh, conversation for another time and a therapist. Um, <laughs> My health is oh, important, Brandon. It is super important. Uh, anyways, happy Wednesday, sir. Happy almost happy, Thursday. <laughs> happy almost winning Wednesday. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. I don't even. I don't even know where to start with this game. But we'll start with saying we're the Hockey Town West podcast, and I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. So we're recording less than an hour after the Griffins played the Milwaukee Admirals tonight, and I was at the game. I decided to go. I saw you. You. You, you found me. I appreciated that. I looked as angry as I am now. And that was before the third period happened. Yeah, it was a game I didn't know if I was going to go to. I've been pretty tired with work and everything else. And I was like, you know what? It's been a while. Let's let's go. It's a Wednesday. Let's see what happens. It's not going to be a madhouse or anything down there. And it wasn't. It was a pretty tame crowd. A little too tame. I, I'm glad I went, but I am. I'm tired, bro. I'm yeah, tired. I know. And... I'm glad I went because I don't know if we're going to get to go Friday. Have you seen the weather? Yeah. Uh, Jay was actually talking to me about it. He goes, what are you doing? What are you going to do this weekend? Like, you're going to be snowed in for a while. I was like, what? And he goes, there's a huge storm coming Friday all the way till Tuesday. So. Yeah, man. I saw I mean, like almost 14 inches of snow possible. Like, Yeah, but they always say that. And then it's like two inches. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah man I, I didn't know I knew it was going to snow Friday I changed my work schedule around I was supposed to be at an event on Friday for work and I was like oh let's do that today so we did that today thank god and uh, now seeing it I'm like oh I'm really glad I went tonight because I might not get to watch it in person this weekend or <laughs> if it's bad enough who knows if it'll happen yeah they could postpone it completely uh, it wouldn't so- be the first time it takes a lot for them to do that but we'll see Somebody postponed. I was going through the schedule for the AHL. Somebody postponed on the fifth. Uh, yeah, there was a bad storm up north. I know the PWHL game, Ottawa and Boston, got canceled too. Oh wow! So maybe it is as bad as it's going to be. So who knows? Well, nothing can be worse than what happened tonight. <laughs> what happened? I have so many thoughts and feelings on this game. So, so you missed the first two periods, right? Just so I'm yeah. Correct. I didn't really even catch the third, I'll be honest. I was clipping and I was trying to fix mistakes that I was making. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'll, I'll send you coaching documentation over for that one later. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> I, you know, I swear, I, I don't know. We were joking earlier in the group chat about Costa starting tonight. So, and Lethem and starting tonight. So, it's, uh, I thought Coast was starting and uh, they said, Dominic Kashik with that save. And I was like, man, this is sick. This is going to be a good clip. And then <laughs> I look at the jersey. It was... and I'm like, it's Hutchinson. That's weird. That explains the white pads. Okay. You know, I made a good goalie <laughs> screw up earlier in the season calling him Hitchinson. You call him Kosa or even <laughs> we'll move on. I called him Dominic Kosa. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> that was a been... killer save by Hutch, though. Oh, my God. It looks terrible on Twitter, but it is what it is. Twitter's compressing videos hardcore right now. It's bad. We might Every, need to everything, look we else. Sh- everything we share looks like it was filmed on a camera that was 30 years old. It's it's yeah. bad. Well, yeah, the Griffins played the Admirals and they unfortunately lose this one three to two. Super close game. 
I'll start with the positives, right? In this one, Hutchinson played extremely well. He stopped 27 to 30. One was a real leaky goal. That's probably the only one I'll fault him for. But everything else, he played a really solid game, made some really big saves when he needed to, except on that last goal. But at the same time, they kind of let the guy walk in and rip it, and that's what's going to happen. So Hutchinson, great game tonight from him in all aspects, especially with protecting himself. This game got out of hand really quickly, but I'll get into that later. Other positives. Mazer continues to heat up. He's on a, he's on this crazy Terry. Seven goals in the last nine games now. He's just playing such good hockey. He's really kind of put the peskiness on the back burner right now, and you can tell he's really focusing on his offense, and that was really noticeable tonight. I kind of wish the peskiness would have come out a little bit more tonight after he got his goal, but again, we'll get there. Uh, Dom Shine tonight is my number one star. He's just he does all the right things on the ice when it comes to offense and defense, but man, when he needs to chirp the other team or make his presence known, he does such a good job of it. He doesn't care who you are on the other team. He's, he's going to chirp the crap out of you and throw a few good hits at you, especially after he gets boarded at center ice with no call. Um, Tuamisto played very well tonight. I thought, I thought Simon Edmondson played well again. He had the crazy eyes going tonight quite a bit too. Um, a guy that stood out for me, who we talked a lot about on our last episode with Tyler, and then <laughs> the tradition continues. We talk smack, and they come out and play their best game. Emil Vero, what a game from him. We talked last season, you know, those games where we thought he had that dog in him. Yeah. He had that dog in him tonight. Ripped a beautiful goal to start the game off for him early on, his first of the season was a beautiful shot. He was super pumped. Monkey off the back celebration, you know, the whole nine. He he was pumped about that, and I was pumped for him. And then every other time I'm looking in the offensive zone at who's generating offense in the first period, and I see Vero near the net. I'm like, what is going on tonight? He's flying. Sorry, was he paired with Simon tonight? No. So we went 11-7 and seven again tonight, so the pairings were all jumbled throughout the night. His main pairing was Didier, from what I understood, but he was the extra defenseman in the lineup, so he kind of shuffled everywhere. Who which... was, Vero or Didier? Vero. Vero okay. was. So we got to see his offensive upside and you know his defense. There is still some question marks there for sure, but I there was some points where he played really good defense tonight, but I'm not taking anything away from this kid tonight. He came out and he had himself a game. It was funny because I, I was in between deals, so I jumped on just to listen to Bravab while I was prepping the deal. And um, I had it on the NHL.com so I could watch the stats as they were coming through. And literally within three minutes, I saw Vero score. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, of course this happens after we dogged him last, <laughs> last episode. But he hasn't played. He hasn't played in a long time. So I don't know if he was dealing with injury or what, or he was just the odd, man, I, odd guy out because... The pairings were working so well the last five games. And yeah. then tonight, we mix everything up. We lose, you know, there was a lot of roster shakeup tonight, too. There, there was quite a bit of a mix-up here. I mean, obviously, we're dealing with some injuries in Spezia and Hiroshi. They're both day-to-day or week-to-week, whatever. Um, it was weird because Vero was announced as the third star of the game and did not skate out, and Zane had mentioned that he felt under the weather and didn't come out. I don't know if he was pissed off about the loss or what but that was that was weird. I thought that was strange. Nobody really skated out for the three stars because the first two stars are from Milwaukee, and I don't think they wanted to show their face on the ice. And yeah. Vero 
who who knows? That was weird. Something to pay attention to in the pregame on the next game for Friday. Yeah. And if he did get hurt, that's so unfortunate because he just played an incredible game. So major props to him on his. I wouldn't. I don't want to say comeback, but it felt like a comeback game. I mean, a goal plus plus one and three shots on goal. Like he was not afraid to shoot it tonight. It's like him and Tua have been hanging out together. Like just not afraid to shoot the puck on the net. It was crazy. Yeah. I, overall, the team played well. There's a guy that kind of started off the game pretty slow and woke up after taking a cross check to the face that broke the stick. Um, Elmer Soderblom did. He started off really slow tonight. Simon had him set up a couple times with some really nice passes, yeah. and he just he he didn't go continue moving. He just stopped, and the puck went forward because Simon anticipated him to keep his legs moving. So yeah. it, it's just I really don't understand. So I know we talked on when we were on grind line recently, which we haven't even talked about that yet. We'll talk about that more later. But you know, we talked about. Where is he going to fit in the future? What is it going to look like? And he he just continues to look a little lost out there. And part of me saying this is, you know, because it's it's true. But there's the other part of me that every time we talk crap about somebody, they go and tear it up the next game. So I'm just yeah. going to throw a little shade Elmer's way here. Nothing personal, big guy. But, you know, let, let's see what you can do next game. He did start to throw the body after he took the stick to the face tonight, which was really nice to see. I want to see more of that from him. I want to see a rough, gritty game. He really could develop into a really difficult to play against third or fourth liner if something turns around quickly here. And I think if he uses his size and starts throwing the body around and, you know, continues to use the hands he has, he, he can turn it around pretty quick here. And that's a guy that the Griffins desperately need right now. Someone that can just bully the other team and laugh as he does it. And I think he could be the right character to do that. You know, the one thing that I wanted to say last night while we were on Grindline, but I didn't get a whole, I didn't get a good enough chance to get back in on that conversation with Elmer is that maybe Elmer is one of those people that will play to the opposition's level. And so when he's up in Detroit, he had a, he, he did really well. He was scoring. He had assists. His point production was, was there. I don't know how he was playing. Like, I, I don't know if he was like moving as much or not. And then he comes here and he, his play drops. But is he like, just because he's not challenged is maybe that's, maybe that's something we're seeing. And that's why his points aren't there because he doesn't feel like he's being challenged. Whereas like, I, I know Simon's not being challenged out here. I know Bergie's not being completely challenged out here. I mean, Bergie had his, he had a couple chances tonight. Uh, wasn't able to bury it, but I mean, that's, you're going to have that. But I'm wondering if Almer is feeling that because he is so much taller. He is so much faster. His skill set is so much higher than a lot of the guys here at the AHL. His motor just isn't there. You know, the compete's not there. So I'm wondering if that's something that is something that needs to be, maybe he does need to be moved up and put into those tougher positions to be developed. I, I, I don't know. It was just something I was thinking of last night and I just wasn't able to get that in. Um, but you bring it up tonight, like, he wasn't really going until he got hit in the face. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm awake. Let's go. Like, I'm ready to beat somebody kind yeah. of thing. But I don't know. It's... Like, do you foresee that may, might be the issue with him? Or do you think it's just it's just more mental? I wouldn't say a call-up is warranted. He hasn't. He doesn't deserve it yet, in my opinion. Like, I don't mean to be that harsh, but he doesn't. He's He's making more mistakes than he is producing right now just by not showing that compete. 
if I'm Dan Watson, I don't see how I don't healthy scratch him for a couple games, set him up in the press box. Let's see what he can see and understand the game a little more. Not that he needs to understand it. He's a professional hockey player. He's doing better than me. But, you know, I I don't know. There's so much potential in that gigantic human that I really want to – I just want to see him open it. Like, I want to see that compete level come through. I know it's in there, and something's got to be able to unlock it. Yeah. Is it with this organization? I don't know, but I hope it is. Like, I really do like the player. I like when he does get pissed off like that. Like, that was a whole different Elmer I've seen this season after he got hit in the face. And I kind of wish, like, the game was getting out of hand at that point, which will be our next point here. But I kind of wish he would have just turned around and beat the guy into the ground, honestly. Like, something's holding him back. And we just said, like, Maybe he does need to get punched in the face beforehand. Just have Shine go up there and just knock <laughs> him once before the game. I don't know. But like Shine's gonna home... jump to do that though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Albert's just over there like holding him back like little brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. But like there's there's something holding him back. It's weird because he's got all the skill in the world. I mean he, he does. And that the potential, and that's what excites Wings fans. And it's like he was up there, he was he was putting up points. He comes out here, he's not putting up points. It's like does he just does he drop off to the player of the other team, you know, to his competition? You but, might be right on that. And I, 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 ho- I hope that, again, I hope the crap talk session results in good play. But and I, I, and wanna, I don't want to see it. I don't want to warrant that he deserves a call up. I think I don't want that to be put no. in his head either. But it's like maybe that's something that, you know. It's no, what that, I want that level of play, that competition. I don't know. What I want in his head right now is that he doesn't deserve one, and that should piss him off and get him going. Because play he like Bergy, <laughs> dude. Ber- I, I love Bergen so much, man. I hope he stays in this organization. Like tonight's game really solidified like the love I have for that player as the player he is. Because he he was targeted all night tonight. Like it was insane. Like we we talked about it in our, our group with uh, with our friends there when he was in Iowa there and they started taking shots at him to see if he'd get pissed off and throw him off his game. And I don't know if that message has gotten around the league, but every other guy taking a shot at him tonight, I, I, I couldn't believe it. He didn't, he took it. Like he didn't get pissed off. He let the guys around him get pissed off for him, but he definitely was mouthing off at points where I thought he deserved because it gets to a point where you can be picked on so much before you just snap. Well, he did snap. He, was, he snapped yeah, in the he, third. I clipped it. I didn't. I didn't put it out. But he he did. He did slash the guy after, and then he kind of was like, oh, "Because he got slashed first. He got slashed hard enough to where I could hear the slash oh, in the seat." I, I, I got, and again, he had an assist tonight. He was minus one again, but he had an assist. He was playing very well. He was shooting the puck like he needed to. He was trying to set up guys who weren't shooting the puck, and. I, what, again, he's just such a good player. He's so at what good. Point, he's so talented. I want to try to see if I could find the lineup, but or like who, what the lines were. But Casper lining him with Mazer and and Sarnik. Yep. Okay, so it must have just been a line switch where they put um, when Casper came out because Casper Casper got that take uh, takeaway and then gave it back to Ber- uh, gave it to Bergie for that goal for that shot. So. so glad you brought up Casper because that's the next player I wanted to talk about before. Like, this is all boiling up to the point where I want to get into the officiating of tonight because that's what pissed me off the most. But Casper and Lombardi, the two guys that we talked about heavily on Grindline because it's what all the fans want to know about, you know? And again, love both of these players. 
And we know Casper's not the goal scorer. He he wasn't drafted to be a goal scorer. And Amadeus Lombardi was a late pick, and hopefully he blooms into something, right? Yeah. I need Casper to pass it more, and I need Amadeus to start shooting it more. Yeah. He goes for one too many moves and then decides to panic and make a pass again. He's doing what he did earlier in the season before he started generating offense. And tonight it was very apparent. One too many moves before he has to either pass it or he loses it. Thank God he's a takeaway master at this point because he's able to steal it back as much as he loses it. But those two right now, I need them to do the thing. Amo has to shoot it. Casper needs to pass it instead of making one too many moves and trying to force the pass. That's 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 my take on those two tonight and the last couple games, honestly. So was Marco was Marco chippy tonight? No. He he got hit. He got hit in the first though, right? Yep. So here I'll get into it. So Okay. Officiating tonight. So the first period starts off in Griffins get the first penalty of the game, shine trip someone. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I, it was it was close to the boards. I couldn't see the play with where I was sitting really well. And then turns around and their guy gets a tripping call. And there was, that was only two calls of the first until the end of the first. So I don't know why Milwaukee was so upset at this point. Each team has had a power play. But I saw Didier definitely hit a guy a little high. Definitely was questionable. I sent it to our group chat and I was like, am, am I wrong here? Like, I didn't post it because I was like, eh, it's either a big hit or we got away with one. And that hit upset the bench or the Milwaukee bench, I should say. And then Elmer crushes a guy into the boards and then they turn around and skate down and Casper does throw a little hit. But in passing there, the bench said something to the official. Who's bad? Which resulted Milwaukee's bench. Which resulted at the end of the period a two minute bench minor for abusive officials. They were they were chatty tonight, Milwaukee. Oh, they were very chatty. At this point, again, I don't really understand what they were upset about. The refs have let the guys play. Yes, there's missed calls on both sides, but the refs were letting it go. I was like, okay, whatever, I, that's fine. And then second period comes around, and they were scared to blow the whistle. Like whatever was said scared them. Because, oh my God, Milwaukee got away with so much BS. Grand Rapids got away with a little bit. There was a real bogus hooking call on Carter Mazur because I think the only way Milwaukee could defend the speed of Grand Rapids tonight was to hook or hold them. And then, you know, number 77, Janikowski for Milwaukee. There was one shift in the second where I watched him rip Didier's glove off while he was still holding his arm. He held Mazur's stick keeping him from getting up to the rush. And then he held another player that I can't remember off the top of my head. I should have wrote it down. All in one shift in one defensive end possession, right in front of the official, nothing. And that was the point where the official officials tonight lost the game. They had zero control over what was happening on the ice. They let the players run right over them. And it was yeah. embarrassing. I saw Bergie get slashed, then he'd slash someone. I saw Casper get absolutely decimated at center ice, which thank God they called that. Because, again, the Didier one we probably got away with. But at the same time, like, he just kept losing control of the game. And then this was questionable. I'll give, I'll give Milwaukee this. It was questionable. Bergie fires the puck on Askarov at the buzzer in the second period. 
So it's it, in real time, it's as the buzzer goes, he takes this shot. It's not after, it's close. And all hell broke loose there for a second. Like, Bergie's getting put in a headlock. Somebody else is. Wallander is getting pushed around. I'm like, what is happening here? And Afanasiev, number 70 from Milwaukee, important name for this game, was just chirping the Griffins bench, basically crying the whole time, which I love the section you put me in tonight because there was a group of fans that sat right behind the Milwaukee bench, and oh, my God, were they giving it to him. Every time (laughs) he moved, every time he spoke, they were on him. And, again, I just don't understand. Like, I understand Milwaukee's frustration. I, I, You know, looking at the stats still, they're still one of the least, the teams that get the least amount of power plays in the league. They have been all season long. I understand being frustrated, but my God, they just, at the point where they knew they could get away with everything, they just bullied Grand Rapids up and down the ice. And the officials let it get to this point. So, strike one there for the officials. Like, just terrible. Even to the point where Zach Aston Reese gets slashed in the back of the leg right in front of the ref. No call. Zach Aston Reese turns around and gets the guy back. Call both of them. Yep. That's the first time I saw them attempt to control the game where he took them both. Like I said out loud by myself. So I'm this guy behind me. But I said out loud, I'm like, why are they taking both? And he goes, well, he got him back. And I go, but he did it first. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and we had a good laugh about that. But, the lap, so moving on from officials, they sucked. Terrible crew tonight. Had to double check, make sure Grady Hamilton wasn't on the sheet. He wasn't. We'll get but to Grady. God, they were minute. terrible. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Don't get me started. Here's the problem that the Griffins ran into tonight, and this is what scares me the most if this team makes the playoffs. They let the other team bully the heck out of them. Now, I understand you have the lead. You don't want to do something stupid to blow it. And when the game is tied, you don't want to do something stupid to blow it. But at the same time, you cannot let the other team bully you and get under your skin unless you're going to push back. Like you, you, If you want to drop them, drop them. But you, you can't be bullied like this. And so there were some key characters that I wished would have stepped up tonight and just said, you know what? Screw it. Drop the gloves. Let's go. Like Gideon, he's done it enough this season. He, he, that's not his. That shouldn't be his role as the captain of this team. No, I but he's done it. But there are other guys in this. Like this was a night where I would have liked to see Carter Mazur just drop him and just destroy someone. And I'll, I won't forget this moment. I had to tweet this moment too. Simon gets flashed in the back of the leg. Yeah, classic Milwaukee move tonight. And this is in mid play. He stops about five feet from the bench before doing a line change, and just stares this dude down. Good five to seven second stare down. Just looking at him with Simon crazy eyes. And I'm like, Simon Evanson might murder a guy tonight. Like, we might witness this happening on ice. It it didn't. But there's just those points where you can see the team, like, hitting that moment where they're extremely frustrated. And let's not sugarcoat this. Milwaukee's a good team. They're second in the division for a reason. If they can take the skill and match the Grand Rapids skill, but I'll bully them, they're going to beat us every single time. Yeah, Milwaukee, like the system that I was watching, so I was watching them, and they are sneaking behind our D-men, their cross-ice passes. I mean, it's it's there. They play the same style of hockey that we're trying to play here. Uh, they're just more experienced at it, and they 
you know, you, you talk about bullying and I am not a component of bullying. I hate bullying, you know, keep it out of schools. But uh, no, on the other end, it's like you, you, you said it just right. I was nervous when Bergy, like he had that shot and then they slashed him and he slashed him back. And I was like, this is how we're going to lose this because this game was tied 2-2 at that point. And I'm like, hey, there's only four minutes left. I'm like, there's going to be a penalty and it's going to cost us the freaking game and I'm going to be pissed. So I was like, this is where I'm like, I see the chippiness that you were talking about earlier in the game. But I'm like, this is this is going to cost us right here. We're tied and bring in a chance to tie, to take for us to take the lead. And that him slash, I'm like, come on, man, you got to keep it together. I didn't know he was being targeted all game. So no, yeah, I get I, it. I don't like blame the level him for of frustration. That. Yeah, I get the level of frustration coming up, but at the same point, see, like Dan Watson's got to do one thing or another. Like, there's going to be games like this, right, where we're going to get more physical, more like, let him go at it. Let Simon drop the gloves. Let Mazer drop the gloves. Let Shine drop the gloves. Like it, th- we saw this happen against Toronto. We got bullied in, against the Marlies. And so, and what happened? It was seven to two. We got walked both games. We got crushed. Like, don't let that happen. Let, let them stand up. Let them just go. I'm excited next season. We're going to have Johansson from <laughs> who's on the Swedish national team. And he is tall and he will fight. And so like, maybe that's the guy that adds that extra grit to, you know, shines play as well. So I, I mean, I don't know, but we, you're right. We cannot be bullied. We cannot be, we cannot let this continue. We, we've got to do something. And I was, I've been calling for it in Detroit. Like just let Mo go at it. Let, <laughs> let the guys just start beating the crap out of each other because yeah, once you I mean, once you do it you set the example nobody else is gonna do it as soon as you see simon just take some guy down and just literally like wail at him done it's over he might break his hand in the meantime but yeah let's avoid that like <laughs> I, avoid I know that, what but... we're trying to, i know what we're trying to avoid in these situations and when we're not letting them off the leash to just go at it but there's guys on the team that are there to do that job. And like the Griffins came out, I mean, out shooting Milwaukee 12 to five in the first, you go into the locker room and the first intermission, you're up to nothing walking these guys up and down the ice, except for the fact that they're a little frustrated at you. And you know, there's a little chippiness going on and they just let that build and build and they didn't control. They didn't shut it down. They just let it keep happening and happening. And I knew Milwaukee was going to come out in the second period and be a different team. They looked like an entirely different team. They walked us up and down the ice. You know, for the first seven minutes of the period, we didn't get a shot on goal and they had caught up to us. Like that, that was terrifying to see. We will not win playoff games playing like that. We won't. It's, it's not going to happen. Our second periods have been kind of down. Like, oh, they've been terrible. They've been terrible. I don't know what happens, but like if we start well, like the, I mean, I shared the stat earlier. I'll probably bring it up later. But if we start well, we're in the lead. We usually typically will win, you know, yeah. to hold that through. But we let these guys sneak back in in the second period every game almost. Yeah. And Just I mean, nuts. It's, no, it's no discredit to Milwaukee. They're a good hockey team. But, God, they're a dirty hockey team. And they know how to use it to their advantage. And I'll, I mean, if you're if you're that team that's going to be like that and use and use it the right way, all power to you. I can't wait for the next matchup between these two teams. 
<laughs> because I feel like it'll go down. It's just that was the weirdest part of the night. Small crowd, only thirty five hundred tonight for yeah. a Wednesday. It's what kind of expected, but it was so quiet at some points. I felt like I could have heard a pin drop because it felt like a powder keg that was about ready to explode. Because when Milwaukee was going at it with us, the fans were in it. They were going at them. Again, the chirping from the group I was sitting in tonight, top-notch <laughs> chirping for the Milwaukee bench. I applaud them left and right. But I don't know, man. It was just weird. You could just feel it was going to explode, and it never did. Nothing happened. It just Kinda got like chippier and chippier. Dang. Wow. <laughs> Woo! Yep. <laughs> just, to, just to wrap that back up. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a good way to wrap that. And credit again to Askarov is an incredible goaltender. We did break his two game shut off shutout streak though, so suck it. But <laughs> he is an incredible goaltender. I'll give him that. He played very well tonight, except for those first two goals. We definitely beat him pretty good on those goals. So one thing that I want to bring up, and I'm gonna follow this a lot more moving forward, um, kind of like how you've been following the referees. Um I, I I was watching tonight the shots, and I don't know if you're in the game center and you can see the shot spread for the game, but Grand Rapids, because I'm like, okay, there's got to be some correlation. I'm like, where are goals coming? Where are shots coming from? A lot of it's spread out. You know, a lot of it's coming from the face-off circle. Um, tonight, a lot of it was face-off circle, and then just kind of like spread out between that and the blue line. Uh, three shots yep. right in the cre- like near the crease has been the three of them. But if you look at Milwaukee's, it's very odd. All it's the shots, super weird. Yeah, dude, like I don't know if you noticed this, but I and I can't go back. I can't. I tried to go back to like the first game against Colorado just to see like how far back can I track this. But Milwaukee shots all come from the right side of Hutch. And a lot more are in that crease. So they were able to get some uh, better shots on the net at close range. But there's what? Three shots that came from the left side. One was a goal, uh, right? And it was in the face-off circle. But everything on that right side. It's so strange. Who's our right side? Def- like, is that? A st- and I want to know if it, this is more strategy. So I'm going to pay attention to it moving forward. But is this part of the strategy? Is this the who, what defenseman's on that side? Is it, are they picking on one of our weaker defensemen? Are our right side defense not as strong? Like, what is the strategy here? Like, why? And that, like, there might not be any correlation. This just might have been a weird game where there was all that, but it's something that I want to take a look back. I'm going to, if I have more time, if we get snowed in the next few days, I'm going to go back as far as I can and see if I can print these and kind of like match this up. But it's very, it, it was just odd to see, like, our shots, okay, like, face-off circle, blue line, kind of spread out. But all of Milwaukee's is on that right side of Hutchinson. Um, and it's all, I mean, this guy, what, six maybe, right off that blue line. But the rest of them, real close in, and then on that side. Um, just weird, just real weird. It's weird, too, because Hutch is one of the few goalies in the league that catches with his right hand. That's even more odd. It's really weird. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. This, I, I don't know. Any other thoughts on this? Like, I don't know if I'm on to something. So I just noticed one, it tonight. So one, I've never scrolled this far down on this page and didn't know this 
diagram existed through the AHL. They can give us this. They can tell me where the shot was taken on the ice. They can't tell me who won a face-off. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. So knowing this exists is cool, but that is it is a super weird breakdown of that tonight, and it makes me want to go back into other games, but I don't want to yeah. do that right now. Yeah, yeah. It is something to look at for sure. And, I mean, yeah, that makes no sense because they're trying to beat Hutch on his glove side, and they beat him once stick side, once right on him, and then right in the slot. But what you point out with Grand Rapids, and this is something we've talked about before, is the shots coming from in the circles or outside the circles, nothing really in the slot or close to the net. Yeah. Like that we're being kept so far out and a lot of our skill players have great hands to do things in up close, but their shot might not be as strong as what they'd be able to do if they could get closer to the net. They've got to work on getting closer and closer and closer. I mean, the only person on the team I'm confident can really fire it from where they're shooting from right now is Berge and Tuo. Yeah, Tuo for sure. <laughs> right. So that's that's interesting, and it's definitely something to keep an eye on going forward. And, for. and Simon. I would say Simon, too. Well, yeah, Simon can shoot it for the point. So can Albert. Okay, sorry. But, you know, four guys. Four guys on the entire roster. But, yeah, it's something yeah. to keep in mind. I just thought it was interesting tonight. I'm like, oh, huh. I wonder if we're getting, like, high-quality shots or high-quality chances. But it was very odd to see all the Milwaukee shots, like 97% of them on that right side. And I didn't yeah, like I didn't notice crazy. that Hutch is a right-handed catch. So I was like, when you bring that up, it's even more odd that that's the strategy that they picked tonight. Because there's no way that that wasn't part of the game plan, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you're going to scout your goalie. You're going to know your goalie that you're playing against. But at the same time, like just doing a quick count here, 10 of Milwaukee's 30 shots were... On the on the closer side of the net, below the circle, so they're past the faceoff dot. Grand yeah. Rapids four, four, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so odd, super odd. So five shots on goal total up close to their ten. Um, to wrap this game before we hit the ad break, it should be mentioned: power play went one for three, Milwaukee's went one for two, so the penalty kill went one for two. Still better than what we've seen recently. Overall, final thoughts in this game: the team cannot let other teams bully them, and the officials tonight. Or trash. There's my final thoughts. I, I mean, I don't really have much because I was only able to jump in on the third period, and I was, I was uh, trying to clip. So, um, yeah, sucks. Sucks that we gave up a two goal lead, and uh, I once we got scored on, I was just going to turn it off. To be honest with you, because I, <laughs> I felt like I was the bad. I couldn't do that. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that we you should have got the insomnia cookie. You broke the streak. So oh, we're going to have to restart it again Friday. Uh, it's time to cookie before the game. We went on a five-game win streak. We stop, and this is what happens. So I blame you for well, that. We need more Patreon subscribers to go towards the Insomnia cookie <laughs> pregame budget. There you go. Yeah, please subscribe. <laughs> but also, we can send it over to DraftKings now, our sponsor, to help with the Insomnia cookie budget as well. So we'll send it to DraftKings, and when we come back, we will talk about our preview of the Griffins versus Rockford Icehogs. So, Nick, go read that ad. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. 
New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Only problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age based by jurisdiction, Word in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Uh, what? <laughs> You're doing what over there? Pouring. Pouring yourself a drink and non yeah. alcoholic drink, I'm assuming. Yes, sir. Four, three, four, three years, four years. Congrats, buddy. I'm proud of you. That's 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 awesome. It's easy, doing, dude. Doing better than me. Yeah, it's easy. There's a lot of options out there to substitute. Those who might not have seen it yet or have and have listened, we appreciate you. But we had the opportunity to be on the Grindline podcast, one of the only Darren McCarty approved Red Wings podcast. Like, it was a cool experience. They had reached out to us and wanted us on. We're on the same network, the podcast network. We share that together. So, we got to go on there, chat with Greg. It's unfortunate we missed Tyler and Ryan. They both had other obligations, but had a great chat with them about, you know, the Red Wings prospects that currently play for the Griffins and kind of what things have looked like this season so far. It's so funny, too, because as soon as we were done, I was like, man, I could have talked about this and this. And it's just one of those things where you you jump on, you do it. It's the first time we've ever been on somebody else's show. Yeah. Uh, Nick had some fun uh, setting up his recording <laughs> devices. <laughs> So he definitely recorded from his iPad, not this nice setup he has that we use for this show. But yeah, overall, technology I, just don't work. It's not good. But overall, I think it went great. It was a fun experience for us. I love getting to talk Griffins with the Red Wings guys, and I like to be able to talk more about Griffins with other Red Wings people, just so the Red Wings fans understand what's going on here. Because as much as you know, we're diehards of this sport, some people don't follow it as closely as us. So being able to give that update and put some focus on this team when they're doing really good things right now was was a lot of fun for, for me and I'm sure for you too. Yeah, it was it was like we noticed that they were on the network when the network reached out to us to join have us join the network. So one of our first people that we reached out to was Grandline and said, Hey, you know, like hey, we're local too. Uh we We've listened to you guys in the past. We listen to them a lot more now. <laughs> um, I mean, I have been since the season started. And, listen to a lot more podcasts now. <laughs> yeah, we listen to a ton. Yeah, well, you're always on the road, so mm-hmm. it was good. We were able to meet them during the home um, the home opener, so that was good. Uh, we met with Ryan, talked with him, and then also talked uh, with Greg at the photo shoot, like at the photo with Darren McCarty. So <clears throat> we're able to get some uh, LinkedIn together, get connected. Uh, yeah, it was, it was odd to go on somebody else's, uh, Maria listened to it back and she's like, you guys were a lot serious on, on, uh, grind line. See, that's what I felt like too. I was like, dang, we didn't really show our personality at all. Oh, yeah. I was so just not. Yeah. We could have done better. I could have done better. She's like, Tyler, when Tyler was on, you guys like were loose. You guys were joking. It was good. And I'm like, yeah, I was like. I was for those who don't know, Tyler showed up to record in his robe. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have pants on. 
Well, yeah. no, he didn't, well, he didn't have a shirt on either. <laughs> but I told him there's a it's a no pants podcast, but uh, like that's how we started. I, that was my first thing I ever talked to Tyler. I didn't know him before, and I was like, well, Brandon and Tyler go back with it with a long time ago. So, um, meeting like that was the first time we actually be able to sit down with Greg, and I wish we would have had more time to chat and like hang out and whatnot. But um, yeah, it was very more serious. Uh, it was a lot a lot more serious, and. It kind of like put me in a bad mood because like I wasn't able to put my recording stuff. I wasn't. Uh, I had stuff prepped. You took eighty percent of the answers that I had prepped and uh, left me with reading your prep. Yeah, left me with like nothing to share. So I was like, I felt like an outcast on it. But um, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I think next time we'll rotate in between questions and uh, go that route. But um, yeah, it was cool to be. Uh, hopefully, we get another chance. And they liked us and. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said too, like you said, you added is not everybody gets to watch every game for the Griffins. Like it's it's hard enough with how many games the Wings play. I see this week Flint's making all these trades, and I'm like, what is going on? Like I, I can only see the team from what I can see in the time that I have. And so, like I reached out to my Flint uh, season ticket holder, and she was able to provide some background, and a couple other people were able to provide background too. So, I mean, it's always like I, you can't be everywhere at once. So if you want to be able to get that extra knowledge, you know, you've got to be able to seek out, you know, listen to podcasts while you're driving or um, you can't just look at stat sheets because you'd be like, what is going on with Cross or Elmer or <laughs> Casper? Negative six. Well, I, don't, I don't know what he's at now. But um, so, yeah, it was it was good. I just we yeah, we definitely were not ourselves. We were very serious because we didn't know how much we were trying to. I think we were trying to be more respectful of what Greg had to edit. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, you know, being the editor of this one, I definitely understood and wanted to be respectful of that. And I don't know why we were serious. Like they're they, they're not super serious. They have a ton of fun when they record. So, you know, hopefully there's a next time and we'll be our more of ourselves. I think. We learn with experiences. We're under a year doing this still. So we we don't know. We don't want to come onto a show and act like fools and ridiculous. Yeah, right. And Nick needs to show up with the proper recording materials next time, you know. And maybe I'll look at his preview next time and not steal all of his answers without even realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you guys at the grind line for that. That was a fantastic experience. We hope to see them in Grand Rapids soon. Yeah. And uh Hope to be back on the show again, maybe around the uh, trade deadline and draft and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we have other exciting stuff coming up, too. We have other interviews coming up very soon here. Um, and we'll, we'll tease this even hopefully maybe some player interviews down the road here. So we're we're, yeah. we're on the right track. But You want to uh, tell them who? No, we won't say who we just yet. OK, well, it's, it's but, a big prospect. So I'm excited. If it is a big prospect. Can, uh, get this going. So. We'll figure our lives out eventually. But yes, thank you guys. Appreciate you all. Hopefully everyone goes and listens to it. If they haven't yet, go check out The Grind Line. Great podcast. Uh, love those guys. And thank you again. But now let's move into our preview of the next two games for the Grand Rapids Griffins against the good old Rockford Ice Hogs. Both of these games are at home, hopefully with the weather. Who knows? Nick, you did some prep for us today. Why don't you kind of walk me through what you got going on? And I've got some pieces to add to it. And uh We'll wrap up with this. So last time we played, so we played Rockford back in December 27th. We won four to two. Uh, Almer had an empty net goal, had an assist. Mazer had a game winning goal. Lesby had a goal. Didier had a goal. 
So scored four goals. That's important. I'll bring it back later for that. Uh, we only gave up two, and Costa played this game. 16 shots against. We had 14, and he stopped 14. Um, Comesso is their goalie. He played both games against us already. Uh, had a shutout in the first game. So pretty good goalie. We'll probably see him again this weekend. Um, I guess I'd love to see Costa do the back and like back to back Friday. He's not going to get a back to back, and you know it. I know, but I'd love to see it because he played. I mean, he played well. Uh, Colton Dock scored a beauty from the goal line and a power play goal. Um, our power play was terrible against this team on the on the twenty seventh. Uh, we let in both goals uh, on the power play. So, which one thing that has been picking up, getting better? improving since then is the power play or our penalty yep. kill so i'd like to see us still keep that improvement steady improvement this weekend against rockford and keep the puck out of our net on the power play friday is probably going to be kosa since hutch played tonight i would so, assume so yeah it's it's safe to assume that and then he'll probably get the start on wednesday october when they played them I mean, this team was still trying to figure out who the heck they were. Uh, and we had, I don't know if, I can't remember if Bergie played this game or not because he was up and he was back and forth with Detroit around this time. Uh, yeah. We didn't have, we didn't have 2 0 either. So yep. getting those two right here, uh, we lost to Rockford 3 0. Uh, Anderson, Del Mastro, and Cini, both, all three of those guys scored for Rockford. So different guys had scored against us. So it's not like we they have a Griffin's killer, like at least not yet this season. You know, somewhere we won't let this. them get one. Don't don't yeah. even put that out there. Nope. Yeah. No, 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 no. Trey Fixolanskis, no Podorowskis. Nope, nope. Mm-mm. Hutch allowed two goals on twenty six shots. So he, I mean, he didn't do that bad. The one other goal was an empty netter, and the ref on that one was Greedy Hamilton. To... Classic. I bet you he's the ref again this one. He probably he just is. travels with Rockford at this point. Yeah. You've got power play, special team stats pulled up. Yeah, so I've got a little bit of everything pulled up for Rockford here. So, you know, the guys that we kind of talked about at the beginning of the season when we did our first preview for them are the guys that have been, you know, some of their, their best guys. David Gust is their top points guy right now. 25 points, 29, 28 games for him, 9 goals, 16 assists. Uh, he's he's the player that everyone kind of thought he would be with this team. And then Brent Sini, he actually just got sent back down from Chicago this morning. So he'll be with Rockford this weekend, barring any other injuries. Uh, you know, Chicago has been littered with injuries just like Minnesota was. So Rockford's been pretty de- depleted. I guess, you know, that Connor Bernard kid got hurt and he's missing six to eight weeks. So they needed somebody up there. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I feel bad. We talk so much crap about him, but he is an incredible hockey player. Like it's just anger that all the crap talk comes from. He is an incredible player. We'll give him that. Um, I was trying know, to guy, figure out to like what who is going to be like the rookie of the year this year because I got the last two rookie of the year jerseys, and then I realized it was going to be Connor. And I'm like, I'm not buying the Connor Bedard. Jersey. I don't know. It might not if he's going to miss the rest of the season. Good God. Hopefully, that might take it away from him. That'd be kind of a crappy way for him to lose that though. Um, Thank you, anyways, Fred Smith. <laughs> Red Wings legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clean hit too. So, you know, another guy you mentioned from the last game that the Griffins played against him, Colton Doc. He's he's another guy. He's Kirby Doc's younger brother, and he's another guy that's an extremely talented player. He's 16 points yeah. in the season, seven goals, nine assists. He he he's got a lot of skill. 
on the goalie side of things, it'll be interesting. I'll be interested to see in who we see uh, both if we see the same guy both games. But it looks like they run really split for this season. Just kind of like we have Camesso really? has played sixteen games, Dubar has played fourteen. It, it'll be interesting to see. I'm guessing we'll see a split though. But both have a three goals against average or higher. So oh, wow, which is good for us. Off. It's great for us. You know, we're starting to sound like the Red Wings, where when we score four goals or more, we win. Yeah. So outside of that, though, with this team, what else we got to look out for? Power play, worse than the division for Rockford. Nice. Crazy. Um, 18.9% on the power play. I feel what like. Are, what are we at? 21%. So better. So they're struggling there. And on the PK side of things, they are fourth in the division. They are two spots ahead of us there at 79.4% to our 75.9. So pretty good on the PK. Terrible on the power play. Should let the guys, uh, should let our guys play a little more freely, kind of knowing that eh, if we get a penalty, it's not going to be the end of the world, hopefully, against this team. But overall, I'm pretty excited for these two games. I, I feel like the game against Milwaukee and then these three games, two games, three games, whatever you want to say, are really benchmarks for this team. I think, you know, because we're right behind Milwaukee in the division. We're right ahead of Rockford. Yeah, these games are the important. Way. These games are Rockford. extremely important. And we already dropped one game against Milwaukee. The games against Rockford are important. But in their last 10, they're 4-4, four, 1-1. Four, one one. They're on a one-game win streak. Like Woo! <laughs> woo! Exactly. Yeah, because we're off Friday, Saturday, the week after, I believe. Next week, I think. Yeah. Oh, Friday, Saturday. We're away. We're away. We're in Manitoba, which is yeah. another crucial streak there that we'll talk about next week. But with these games, what I expect, I, I expect the Griffins to come out with some grit, hopefully after what we talked about in the first half of the show, you know, hoping that they come out with a little bit more of an attitude and can stay, can hold their own against this Rockford team. I know Rockford will get testy if they need to. This is a team that we've, you know, gone back and forth with for many years, and there are usually some good battles in these ones. I hope the offense can keep producing and I hope the goaltenders, you know, continue the good play that they've had lately. I hope Friday night when we see Kosa play, I hope it's a really sound game from him. And defensively, I just want us to keep doing what we're doing. We're doing the right things defensively. right now. So I anticipate a fun weekend of hockey. And the question mark on the weekend is if the game Friday will be played and if we'll be there in person, because this is going to be a really crappy weather weekend. So we'll see. I have a question for tonight. When you watched the penalty kill, was it were they pretty aggressive or were they? It, it, it's a weird. They, they sat were. back a little bit tonight. Okay, which kind of makes sense based off of them getting bullied. But I just wanted to know if it was a, a trend that we are continu- continually seeing the last couple games where they were more on the attack on that penalty kill and keeping it in the other zone. So I didn't know if that. I mean, that's. I'm going to look for that this weekend to see if they can continue because I think they can beat up on Rockford. Uh, these games, I mean, it's a huge, we're two points ahead of Rockford. So if we can win all three, I mean, that, that that's a huge swing in points. And we could be one point behind Milwaukee or at least close that gap a little bit more. So because yeah. Milwaukee's currently at 41, we're at 32. So, I mean, a six-point streak could really change some things here in the central division well we'll be close to texas too you know where they're they're milwaukee and texas are tied now yeah this is really this is really a four to five game stretch for the griffins that could really do a lot of good things for them in the division 
you go in after that, you go into a Manitoba team that is God, they're bad right now. They're bottom of the division. Rock or Chicago passed them. They're two and eight in their last ten. They're you know decimated by injuries in Winnipeg, just like you know every other team we've played recently, except Milwaukee. But That's crazy. I think it's this. Yeah, it, the Jets I mean, are playing really well right now. They are. The, well, they're starting to get production from a lot of their younger guys. Like Cole Perfetti has been just incredible lately. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think this is the part where we can really solidify third in the division and start fighting for second. Right now, we're just trying to stay above water and stay in third. If we can do some serious damage here over these next four to five games, we start talking about this being a permanent second place team for a hot minute here and start challenging for first again. And I don't expect this team to be first in the division. I don't think I've had them in our season preview as first in the division. I think I had Milwaukee or Texas, if I remember right. So well, if you're not first, you're last. I've heard that. Eh, it's not Ricky Bobby. Come on. <laughs> no, we did. We definitely didn't have him first. Uh, we had him. I think we said second or third. third. Yeah, second, third, fourth. Uh, we knew with the the talent that's on this team, and if they gelled correctly with Dan Watson's system, they should be right there at second and third. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I I would love to see us be right there at second place challenging for Texas. It's crazy, I think, because we're 500 right now. <laughs> and we're third in the division. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's three, teams so above, <laughs> there's three teams above 500 in this entire division. And we're one of them. And Milwaukee and Texas, the other two. And this division sucks, but it's also so close and competitive. I don't, yeah. I don't know. My whole goal for these Griffins is to not have to play the stupid three-game play-in series that you got to do in the AHL in the first round. Like, let's skip that and go to the actual games. That's that's what I want to do. I don't want to. I don't want it to come down to a three-game series where one stupid game can destroy your playoffs. Yeah, one foam puck can ruin it. One bad penalty. Or a lot of bad penalties. If it's the if it's the official, I think it's going to be Friday night. I hope I'm there. Yeah, I I mean I hope that there's games this weekend. Uh, I haven't been in an arena in a while, so I'm looking to go on Friday and Saturday. Uh, well, ex- there'll be games. It's just a question of are we going to want to risk going out to the game? Yeah. Saturday is most likely a guarantee. Friday. Yeah. If there's a, if what they're calling for is accurate, I won't risk. I won't take the S curve to go to a hockey game. No I chance. It, I got to take it one way or another. So um, it's I, I either got to drive through it to get home or drive through it to get to the arena. So it's I'll, I'll be there. The other thing too, like this storm's supposed to hit us till Tuesday, and we've got Griffin's practice on Monday. So yeah, I have I have this feeling of this being rescheduled. <laughs> yeah, and we have player autographs uh, for Saturday after the game, so that's open to the public. Um, yeah. The, the practice is not. That's season ticket holder. Yeah, season ticket only. Which we we called for this. We wanted this in the off season, and uh, we're getting it. So uh, I do not want to delay that. I do not want to push that. I I really want to go to that and try to get my Bergie jersey signed. So yeah, I I agree with that. High so for that. your hopes are super high for that. Yeah, I was freaking out. I couldn't find my Bergie jersey for a minute. I don't know what I'll bring for that one. I don't really have anything right now. I debated about doing a little vintage Detroit order, but I, with the storm, I don't think it'll be here by Monday. So probably not. Yeah, that's a risk I don't think I want to take. So we'll see. I might get creative here. Just buy a puck for each player to sign. There you go. 
<laughs> Anything else we got to wrap this one up? I mean, do you want to wrap up or you what? What do you? Oh, yeah. we probably should. We're cresting the hour point in the recording, so let's uh, let's wrap here. So, how do you want to wrap this episode up, sir? So, a couple. There's been a couple news today, right? Couple what? There's a couple news bits. Yes. Couple big news. Couple stars were announced today. Couple new stars. New stars like in the sky or what? Yeah. Uh, we can put them there. So <laughs> the AHL stars were announced today. Uh, it's crazy to think, but it was Simon Edmondson. Nobody saw that coming. And Jonathan Berggren, which is crazy. So who would have seen that coming on this team? Those two. We got yeah. two NHLers in the all- AHL All Star game. Are the jerseys <laughs> cool? Did they release them? I, I we don't. I don't think we'll see those till like the day or two before. The can AHL usually them? does a pretty good job. Can, can, can you, you buy them? them? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably through the AHL website. I'm assuming. Oh, something to look at. Um. So yeah. Uh. All stars. Yeah. That's cool. That got announced. Uh. Doucette, Bliss. Back to Toledo. Yes. We. I thought with this announcement today that Spezia and Taro were back, but uh, Bob or Larry, I can't remember. Somebody announced on it that Taro has a lower leg injury, and he's been walking around in a boot the last few days. So. Uh, they said it since the Christmas break, since the Christmas party. So really, I don't know when their Christmas party was, but my guess is three, four weeks ago. Three. I mean, yeah, that that Tracks. down confused the crap out of me because um, I for sure thought one or both of those guys were back. And yeah, neither of them showed up. Seeing us go eleven and seven tonight, I was like, "What are we doing here? We sending the boys down before the snor- storm too?" Like. Yeah, that's not smart. I wish, honestly, like, Doucette's played well. I wish they didn't change anything with the roster. They were on a five-game heater. Keep it the way it was. Um, yeah, I need to think about it. that. See, see how, you know, keep the chemistry. I mean, it, it's okay to sit Taro if they're there. I don't see why it would have created, like, a cap problem or anything like that. So, um, that was weird. The That's all for roster. We're still awaiting Matt Luff. <laughs> He's our only other one that's still out there in injury land. Where's Matt Luff? That's the big. That's the next. It's the new Where's Tua? Where's Luff? Maybe we put a wanted poster out for Matt Luff. I do miss that guy. He brought a different aspect to this team that's pretty special. So yeah, I don't think we get him gonna, back soon. Even if he does come back, I don't know if he's going to be the same player. The um, other Zero thing. So I was reading Jesus. what. It's zero faith, Jesus. I mean, just seeing these other guys coming back from the injuries that they had, and I was there when Matt Love ran into the boards. Like it was. Have you not, not watched Patrick Kane? Uh, that's a hip. That's not a shoulder. I don't, I don't know. care. He came back from the most like crazy injury that you could have, and the crazy surgery you could have. He's tearing it up. So I have all the faith in the world that Matt Love can come back and be Matt Love. All right, all right. that was my I, my rant. <laughs> when I see it, I'll believe it. Um, yeah. Some crazy stats that I saw on the Griffins website. Uh, Griffins are 8-1-1 one, one leading after the first. They're 11-0-1 oh, leading after two. Uh, well, 11-1 now because they were up 2 nothing tonight. Um, the one thing that I do appreciate is the team doesn't stat. They don't stop, though. Like Once they got, once they got up two, two goals, like I, I feel like their goal for every period is to score two goals. That's what it was on those five game win streak. Like 
they would kind of lull you to sleep and then boom, they'd score a goal. Oh, boom, score a goal. And like they're they're finishing the game. They'd start it the period and then finish that period with a goal. So I, I like that like energy, that mentality, because I feel like last year you saw them just kind of sit back and kind of let the game come. Like I watched the most boringest hockey last year with Ben Simon. So uh, where they would be up or they'd be down and they just didn't care. So I, I appreciate the new mentality that Watson's got on it. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, but if the Griffins score four more goals, they're 12, one and one. If they score three goals or less, they're two and 12. What? Yeah. Two and 12. Uh, if they allow three goals, two, 11 and three. And if they allow two goals, they're 12 and two. So basically they need to score four and they need to let in two or less. That is just so it's make it easy, you know, score four goals. We win. Let in two. That's it. Well, that really sucks when both your goalies have a higher than two goals against like that, 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 that sucks. I don't like that stat. I don't like that you pointed out that stat. That stat makes me angry. It's like, it makes sense. We lost what tonight? Well, well, it makes sense because you score more goals, you win games. Like, but right. I don't like being in the same boat as Detroit, where you got to score four or more goals to win games, where this team can't find offense without Berggren. Like, you take him out of the equation, we're not scoring four goals game right now. So well, we got Carter now. We do have Carter now. Thank. And Matt Luck's coming Carter, back but... soon. I know you. You sent me on a whole conniption here at the end of the episode. God dang it! That's. I'm so glad I... you didn't bring that up mid episode. <laughs> I, I, I did share these before the episode. <laughs> you know I don't read. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I steal all your answers. Um, um, but yeah, I just thought that was weird. You know why like, we lost tonight? Because you pulled that. We lost tonight because you pulled that set. No, the stats been out for a few days. But, got um, it. No, that's why I'm blaming you. We lost tonight because we got. We blown. also didn't lose until you turned on the game. Yeah, that, this is all your fault. But also, that's also my fault. You didn't get the insomnia cookie, so that's your fault. So yeah, it's a lot of pointing fingers here. I don't know how I feel about this. Yep. And at the end of the day, it's all about balance. So I freaking knew that's what you were gonna say. All right. Well, let's wrap this up before I go digging into stats myself at eleven forty at night on a Wednesday. Because now I realize that... it's almost midnight. Holy crap. Anyways. Thank you for tuning into the Thursday episode of the show. We appreciate everyone. Thank you again to Grindline for having us on yesterday. Again, like we said, we have some exciting things coming up. One interviews this su- Sunday, correct? Yeah. Yep. Before so we'll Lions have game. a special guest uh, on Sunday before the Lions game. I'm from Grand Rapids. During, from Grand Rapids. Knows I'm not team. editing during the game. Okay. Saying that now. So it, one, that episode might be a little late depending on how the Lions do, because they win, I'm partying. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I got completely off track there. Nick knows how to throw me way off. It's so great. But, uh, yes, we do have a special guest coming on Sunday. We're excited about this one. It's someone we've wanted on the show for a long time. So we'll have that for everyone. But for that, we'll wrap it up. Again, thank you, everyone. Thank you, the Hockey Podcast Network, for being fantastic hosts. Thank you to DraftKings for being great sponsors. And thank you, sir, for staying up with me till almost midnight to get this done. Appreciate everyone. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there if you have to leave. If the weather's saying what, if the weather is what they say it's going to be, be safe. Be smart. And uh, be slick. Don't be slick. You don't want to be slick during a winter storm. Jesus. Don't listen to Nick. But everyone, have a great week. Go Griffins. We will talk to y'all on Monday. Love you. Bye.
Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.